Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook. On a wonderful Memorial Weekend, look at that weather out there. They kind of messed with our heads all week. It's going to rain, it's going to rain, it's going to rain, it's going to rain. Every day has been pretty nice. I hope you guys have got out and done some gardening. I know I've been kind of working around the yard periodically in my few moments at the end of the day before I lose light. It's been a long week for us in the in the garden center industry. We're all getting ready, but boy, have things all come together in the garden center. I can't tell you folks how amazing the garden center looks this year. Uh, with these cool temperatures, a lot of plants have been late. You folks have been coming in. You've been asking for things. It's not ready. You know, Mother Nature's kind of thrown us some curveballs. But boy, in the last week, everything has come together. All of the beautiful plants are blooming at once. Plants have held on longer than normal. Uh, you know, just overall, I can't believe how great the growing conditions are right now. My vegetable garden's going crazy. I got it in what? Uh, some of the plants a week or 10 days ago and things have taken hold. My lettuce has sprouted. It's growing well. You know, we've been gardening for a while, you know, at my house ahead of the curve, unlike last year. And, you know, really things are, are shaping up nicely. I haven't seen a lot of problems, but you know, it's Memorial weekend. Things are bound to start happening, you know, and Memorial weekend, it's all about annuals, you know, and vegetables and herbs and hanging baskets, and, you know, it's time to deck the halls, basically. Now, what I want to tell people, okay, and this is, you know, I, when I relate this to customers, they they kind of they kind of go, oh, that makes sense. If you have a question, give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. But this is the Garden Center's Christmas, Okay. So if you think about back to last Christmas, I know we don't want to think about the snow and the ice and all that, but think about the rat race at Christmas, the going to the malls and the lines and the craziness and just all of that. Well, Memorial Day weekend is that in a garden center. It is our Christmas. It is our culmination of all the planning, all the prep, getting the plants ready, everything coming together. We hope there's always big lines. We hope there's a little bit of a wait. We do as much as we can to avoid it. But Memorial Weekend, it's a, it's a busy weekend. And you should really be kind of patient with staff. We're doing everything we can to service you. We're doing everything we can to service and, and answer every question and be every, everywhere. So if you have a question, call me. There's no lines here. If you don't get through, call back again, 775-1310-877-393-8255. The lines are open. Give me a call. I'm here to answer questions. Okay, it's Memorial Weekend, and you do need to stop and take some time this weekend to remember, okay, to remember, you know, our fallen heroes, to remember someone who is special in your life. You know, this weekend, I always remember my grandfather, you know, uh, a veteran, you know, someone who worked hard all of his life, you know, is very fortunate to have a lot of his family that has taken over his business. He was a very proud man. Always remember him sitting at the kitchen table Memorial Weekend counting money, you know, because it's, you know, sitting there counting the money that we're making and, and you know, getting ready for doing bank statements and him smiling and, you know, wow, all this work we've done has been such a, a great thing and gosh, everybody's done a great job and, you know, I do, I want to also stay, take a step back and thank all my staff because without all of them, you know, we couldn't do it as a family, you know, they've been working so hard, you know, and if you're coming into one of our garden centers, if you could take the time today and thank my staff for everything they do for all of you, that's why we're there, that's what we're doing, you know, so take a step back today and thank someone, okay, maybe it's the person behind you in line you buy coffee for, maybe it's someone you've known in your past that you haven't seen in a while, send them a Facebook message, maybe it's someone that's fallen or you've lost a loved one, but take the time and think about someone today, and uh, we have Peter on the line, Peter, how are you today? Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Excellent, thanks. So, uh, I've got a pretty simple question, I think. Okay. And one, uh, pretty basic plant, Shasta daisies. Shasta um, daisies. 
trying to just figure out, you know, I've had, you know, I've grown, grown these in the past, but uh, certainly that some perform better than others in our climates. And uh, I was just wanting to hear your thoughts on, you know, what's the most disease resistant, you know, winter hardy and, mm-hmm. you know, nice strong uh, stems holds up to the summer storms and such. Okay, so Shasta daisies, Becky, I like a lot. You know, for a medium to tall grower, Becky to me is just, it's old-fashioned looking, but it's updated genetics, okay? So it's a little sturdier, less staking issues, um, holds up pretty well. Uh, Thomas Killen is another great one. Though I do find we do have quite a bit of winter death with Thomas Killen, but it's that semi-double flower, and which is really cool. Now, we also have Crazy Daisy, okay, which I like that one, but it's a terrible, terrible flop, okay, as far as it's a cool flower, but we do need to stake that plant. I find it so vigorous that it does flop in the garden periodically. Um, And then, you know, Snow Cap and some of the dwarf ones I like. They're old-fashioned. They're short. But, uh, you know, then you go to Banana Cream and, you know, some of these others. Now, some of the new ones that have come out with, by proven winners um, are touted as rebloomers. What I find is I don't really like them to rebloom. It really tends to actually limit their hardiness, okay? So something like banana cream, um, trying to think of the other one off the top of my head. But some of the new ones, um, you know, we've had some problems with the light yellow colors. I haven't found to be as hardy, but I really like them in addition to some of the others. So, sure. All right. Well, that's really helpful. Thanks so much. Yeah, because the winter damage, as, as we probably all experienced, is, uh, was a big issue this year for lots of things. So, And I do <laughs> find, Peter, yeah. that you know, too much compost and too much organic matter on, on that or too much clay, they don't like. Okay, don't so like don't overfeed, don't over, or, you know, put nutrients to this plant. It, it's kind of a prairie-type plant. It likes sure. to be neglected a bit. Yep, okay, well, good. All right, Thanks Peter. So much. Thanks a, a lot weekend. for the call. Yeah. All right, bye-bye. Bye. So it's as simple as that, folks. Give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. You know, we were talking about remembering people and my grandfather. You know, my grandfather built this business on tomatoes, okay? And his love of tomatoes and Memorial Weekend is always kind of the time you plant tomatoes. And we're going to talk a lot more about tomatoes as the show goes on. But, hey, we got another phone call. And we got Laura. Laura, how are you today? I'm, I'm fine, Tom. How are you? I'm great. It's Memorial Weekend. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yeah, let's hope there's no more rain. Yes. I have a question about my knockout roses. Yes. Uh, have you uh, or anyone in this area discovered that they're not coming on yet, or are they just my roses that have not survived the winter? Well, we have had some winter death on roses, for sure. Um, you know, some of the knockouts, we planted some new knockouts in uh, the Yarmouth store last fall, uh, some pink knockout. And we had a fair amount of dieback on them. The tips died back, but the crowns down in are showing good growth by now. So you really should be seeing growth by now, unfortunately. I see a little bit in the crown. Um, okay. Uh, but uh, I'm worried that they just got... I've had them five or six years. Yeah. And I'm worried that they got that. Have you heard of that disease that they get that's caused by the mites? I have not heard of a, a yeah. disease by mites, no. Yeah. Uh, it only affects the knockout roses, hmm. evidently. And... Um, but uh, I, I, I don't really see that as any sign of it. I just don't see much sign of growth yet, except at the crown. Yeah, my suggestion is at this point, prune them back pretty hard. Um, okay. If you're seeing growth down in low, go ahead, prune all that old growth off. Hit them with some good, you know, rose tone, uh, a nice healthy dose because it's a big root system you've got there, uh, you know, where it's five plus years old. And right. I think you'll find they'll explode with growth. Okay. Um, you know, you should have a really nice big plant by the end of summer. Okay, great. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Laura. Happy Memorial Day. You too. Uh, if you have a question, give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. You know, I was talking about the tomatoes. My grandfather built our business on tomatoes and vegetable farming, and Memorial Day is, you know, it's basically the sign of do it. Okay, it's time to do the vegetable garden. 
And speaking of tomatoes, I wanted to talk about, you know, blights and problems people have had. A lot of customers over the last week have been coming in asking all kinds of questions about tomatoes. I haven't been successful over the past few years. What should I do? So here's the general guide for tomato care, okay? Number one, first and most important thing, do not plant your tomatoes in the same spot each year. I'm going to say that again. Do not plant your tomatoes in the same spot each year. Rotate the location so you don't build up pathogens in the soil. So there's the first thing. If you're using the same pot every year and putting it on your deck, make sure you sterilize it, wash it down really well, and clean the pot or use a different pot every other year. Okay? Always change the soil completely. Okay? And so rotation's a big thing. Secondly, buy good quality plants, okay? Important you don't skimp on your plants. Make sure they look good. Now, for instance, ours at the garden center look a little bit light green, okay? And the reason that is is we want them to be a little light green. We don't want them to be super dark green because that means they're being over-fertilized, okay? So your plants should be a little light green. They shouldn't be like super dark, Okay, I went through and I fertilize our tomato plants at the garden center once a week. Okay, so, you know, they're a little off color. That's fine. Okay, we want to make sure they have nice leaves. Okay, in good shape. Then we also want to plant them appropriately, you know, for your typical seed types. You can take the bottom leaves off and plant them a little bit deep. For your new grafted tomatoes, we'll talk a little bit about those. We want to plant them at level. We don't want to plant the graft too low, okay? And here's the thing about grafted tomatoes. If you get our e-news, we talked a lot about grafted tomatoes this week, okay? So you can sign up for that e-newsletter at estabrooksonline.com, or you can go to the the newsletter there also, estabrooksonline.com backslash newsletter and that you'll be able to pull that up and read through all of this if I'm going a little too quickly you know I've had a lot of coffee this morning already I'm excited it's Memorial Weekend another product that really is great is Actinovate and I talked a little bit about this last week Actinovate is a biological fungicide a biological fungicide. So it's an organic fungicide that you use when you plant your tomatoes, and it works on almost all vegetables and plants. Is you use it when you plant, you can use it as a secondary, but I always recommend it. It's like a vitamin for your tomato plants. It helps ward off pests and disease and, and all of that. Okay. The other thing is tomatoes need consistent attention. So when watering, water always at the base, not with a sprinkler, not with splashing water. Don't water the foliage. Water at the base. Keep the water down low, okay? The other thing is you need to be proactive in warding off problems. Tomatoes are not good at diagnosing things and then being retrospective. So fungicide like copper sulfate, do it before you have a problem. Don't wait until you have the problem. So if you have blossom end rot problems, if you have, you know, blight problems, start your copper sulfate every other week right from the time you plant, okay? So just some light sprays, that will help protect the plant. Garden tone's a good way to fertilize, or you also can use a fish emulsion, you know, like Neptune's Harvest, You know, nice organic fertilizers, low, slow feed, not too much feed because we don't want to push too much growth. And then also watch out for insects. You know, aphids can be a problem. Obviously, tomato long uh, hornworm can be a pain. But then one other product is Blossom Set Spray. And, you know, you go, geez, I always get tomatoes. Why do I need Blossom Set Spray? Well, it's one of those things that just helps in the whole reproductive function. So if you need some help setting fruit, you don't you see nice good flowers, you've been fungiciding, everything's kind of coming together, try this blossom set spray. It's pretty amazing. I tried it for the first time last year. I was really impressed. You just take a it's like a little, you know, um spray thing for hairspray almost and you just it's a little pump sprayer and you just 
right on the right on. You just spritz it. You know, it's very simple, very easy. Give it a try. It's surprising how well it worked on some varieties that typically don't have great yield, you know, especially some of the heirlooms, you know, some of the brandy wines and and some of those old-fashioned varieties that you don't get good set on. They bloom a lot, but they don't produce a lot. Try that set spray or try the grafted tomato. Now, the key with grafted tomatoes, they are set in old variety on top of heavy rootstock that produces. Okay, so the roots are much more strong, and then the variety on top is an old-fashioned variety. So something like Brandywine or, you know, Black Crim or some of these really cool varieties, they taste wonderful. They look awful, okay? The fruit looks awful, but, man, the taste is amazing, okay? These old varieties, they don't yield a lot of tomatoes. So a lot of people have changed and gone to varieties that give them more tomatoes, now we get the best of both worlds. We get the cool tomatoes, we get great taste, and we get the yield from a grafted tomato. Okay? We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. You can buy your plants and garden supplies almost anywhere. Wouldn't you rather come to your local garden center? We're the independent garden centers of Maine, working together to ensure you, the customer, gets the best quality advice and service. Visit us at MainIGC.com to see the closest IGC member near you, then stop by your local member garden center, where we'll help you select the best product for Maine's climate and soil. We work together to satisfy you. Visit us at MainIGC.com. If you want a perfect lawn this year, you need to stop weeds before they come up. Bonide makes that happen with Bonide Weed Beater Complete. Bonide Weed Beater Complete is a total lawn weed control product. It prevents weed seeds from germinating and kills weeds that are already there. Tough grassy weeds like crabgrass and nutsedge, as well as broadleaf weeds like clover and creeping charlie are no match for Weed Beater Complete. Weed Beater Complete kills over 200 hard-to-kill grassy and broadleaf weeds. It works through the roots and shoots of a weed, killing it before it can get started or after the weed has started to grow. Available in a convenient granular formula for easy spreader application. Let's get you to a picture-perfect lawn. Stop on your way home and pick up some Bonide Weed Beater Complete at your local independent garden centers of Maine. Visit maineigc.com or bonide.com. Regular old mulch leaving your plants wanting more? Casella Organics Nutri-Mulch is a superior mulch for improving any landscape. Made in Maine from aged native bark and earthlife compost, its dark color and rich texture are ideal for perennials, ornamentals, trees, and shrubs. Earthlife Nutri-Mulch is nutrient-stabilized with compost, so the bark doesn't compete with plants for nutrients. Visit CaselaOrganics.com or call 800-4-COMPOST for a source near you. Hollywood loves a good fish-out-of-water story. However, try placing an unfamiliar plant in a foreign spot and your garden could quickly turn into a horror scene. Native plants require less work, look better, and last longer, which is what makes the American Beauties collection of trees, shrubs, and perennials such a success. You'll find American Beauties ready to star in your garden right now at Estabrooks and Yarmouth, Scarborough, and Kennebunk. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrook. I'm Tom Estabrook on a wonderful Memorial Weekend. I'm looking out the uh, the old window here at the radio station, and boy, it looks pretty nice out there. I'm kind of excited to go to work today. Well, I guess I'm at work already, but you know, we um, it's Memorial Weekend, and you know, we were talking tomatoes and vegetables, and we'll continue kind of that discussion uh, because this is kind of the start for a lot of people. They just wait till Memorial. They plant their garden. It's kind of like a fun thing to do as a family. You know, if you're not vegetable gardening at this point, you know, certainly I would say give it a shot in some capacity. You know, put a plant in the container with some annuals around it. Add some herbs for interest in your containers. Everybody can garden in some fashion and save some money by doing some of their own stuff around the house. And I, you know, it's really rewarding, you know, for a number of years, um, I didn't do any vegetable garden and I, I, you know, I 
for years we did when I was growing up hundreds of acres. I mean, you know, and huge fields of tomatoes and pumpkins and, you know, all all the stuff. And, you know, I kind of, you know, after picking acres of stuff, you really don't want to have your own vegetable garden. And I had access to a lot of things. So it wasn't a big deal to not have a vegetable garden. And then after not having a few, having it for a few years, you, you kind of go, oh, geez, you know, it's it's kind of fun to do. So my wife and I were having a great time with our vegetable garden. We're expanding it again this year. Um, you know, we've planted a lot of things. we got beans. we got peas. Um Beets, spinach, uh, cucumbers, tomatoes, uh, basil. Uh, what else do I have? All kinds of stuff in there. And we're expanding it to do some bigger crops. You know, we're going to do a, a couple pumpkin plants this year and we're going to do some squash. You know, just we need more room. A lot of these other things I can fit in my 10 by 12 garden and have enough for the two of us and share some with friends. And if we got some extra, we'll donate it. And, you know, summer squash and zucchinis in there too. But, you know, a lot of these things, you know, pumpkins and squash and, you know, some of the root vegetables for later on that you can store and really, you know, freeze and, and, and have all winter, you know, we're going to do some of those things here too in the next week. So, you know, right now... There's a lot going on in the garden, okay, and things are coming up. Things are really actively growing. Don't be afraid to use some seed stuff. You know, go to the seed rack, pick up some seed. You know, everybody kind of gets a little nervous about that. It's really pretty easy, okay? You know, ask us at the garden center how to do it, what to do, what level to plant. You don't have to plant this stuff very deep, okay? Maybe an inch deep, if that. Uh, You know, but give it a shot. But here's a few other things, products that I think really will help the process. And it's important you pick these things up when you're buying plants. Have them on the shelf so when you have a problem, you can just go to the shelf, get the product, and take care of the problem. The biggest thing I find with customers is they notice a problem and don't have time to get to the store. It's one thing because you're coming and you're working around your vegetable garden. You're going to check out what you can pick for dinner almost every night. If you have the products, you can grab it. You can take care of the problem right then. If you don't have the problem, you go on about your life. You know, you go, I got to get to Estabrooks and pick this up and I don't have time and they close by five and this, that. Whatever it might be, it just becomes a struggle to have the thing. So here's a few products that I think you should have. Now, the Blossom Set Spray, that's an easy one. We talked about that already. Sluggo. Now, slugs can be a problem, but I'm going to recommend you use Sluggo Plus, okay? Now, Sluggo Plus has spinosad in it. What this does is that will take care of your cutworms along with the slugs. So if you have problems where your seedlings are coming up, they're looking really good, and then all of a sudden you see some wilting off and they just kind of flop over and die. That's probably cutworm. It's just below the soil. You can't see them. If you have problems with cutworms, Sluggo Plus is an organic way to take care of that problem, okay? So easy way, you just sprinkle it over the top of the rows after you seed, and it'll make sure if there's any cutworms around your seedlings, it'll knock them dead, okay? Problem solved. Have it on the shelf. If you have slug problems in other areas of the yard, you can use it there too, okay? So combination easy, okay? Copper, copper fungicide. Okay, another organic, easy, keep it on the shelf. You see kind of some leaves yellowing, things aren't looking the way you can, right when you, end of the day. You pick what you need for your meal and then spray the plant down afterwards. Okay, easy, simple. Insecticide, okay. Now there's many different things I like to use in my vegetable garden, Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew. Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew. Let's say that 10 times fast. It's a tough one, okay? If you have questions about what you should be using in your garden, give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. So those are the major products I keep on the shelf, okay? And what that does is that kind of just, I have something to use. Now, that does, does that mean that that will cover everything? No. So... At least you have something to start the battle, but then also use our mobile app, okay? 
Use our mobile app, take a picture of the problem, email it off to us, we'll get back to you. Now, I want to let you know, folks, those emails go directly to me. They don't go anywhere else. They're coming to me, okay? They go to the web, my cousin John, to the website, and then he forwards them to me. I'm answering the questions. So it's not like they're just going to anyone, okay? All of our staff is great, and sometimes if I don't know the answer, I'll send it to another staff member that will. I don't profess to know everything about the garden. I don't know about every problem, every plant. I may send it off to the state of Maine to get some sort of you know, verification, but I'm going to email you back and say, I'm sending this off to someone who can give me a better answer than I can give you. Okay, I may not know, but I'm going to send it off to Cooperative Extension or State of Maine, and they may say, oh, send me a sample or whatever, but we'll get you the answer. The other thing on the mobile app right now, <laughs> amazing coupons. Okay, right now, specials on vegetables, specials on herbs, specials on annual hanging baskets, all kinds of things, shrubs, trees. Check it out. It really is a cool, cool thing. But I like the interaction. You know, send me the email or the picture. I have customers now just sending me emails through the mobile app of pictures of beautiful plants that they have in their yard that they've bought from us. That's cool. I like to see. You know, you sell all these plants. We don't see all of these after they get out in your landscape. So if you have cool-looking plants that you've bought from us, send us a picture. Or if they're just cool-looking plants that you haven't bought from us. I love to see plants in bloom. I love to see plants. If you have questions about pruning, all of those things. So keep these products on your shelf as an arsenal, okay? Really important, okay? So if you have questions about your vegetable garden or anything else, give me a call. 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. Enough about vegetables, okay? We'll get the fruits of our labor later in the summer you got to get it done, get them in the ground. I've already got some masculine mix that I'm starting to pick, okay? I've got some stuff that we're starting to, to think about harvest. We're going to have a salad here probably this weekend off the masculine mix. Our basil plants are getting close where I need to start taking a little bit off. You know, be proactive with your basil. But let's talk about a couple other problems that are out there. Lily leaf beetle. We... Ended the show last week, and I kind of was really quick because I ran out of time, but I wanted to bring this up again, lily leaf beetle. And we've talked about this for a couple years now. Nasty little insect. Can't stand them. I can't, if, if you look at our logo, the Estabrooks logo, it's a lily in, in the logo. We love lilies at Estabrooks. It's unfortunate because we don't sell them anymore. We don't sell Asiatic and Oriental lilies anymore. Because of this insect. I couldn't spray them enough. I couldn't keep them clean in the yard. And I'm not going to sell plants that are insect prone. You know. Now, there are exceptions to every rule. You know, some people want to spray certain plants. This insect devours lilies. And it's frustrating. So this little orange beetle. And this does not happen on daylilies. This is only Oriental and Asiatic lilies. We had Alan talk about how it was on his fritillaria, which is part of the lily family. And fritillaria, if you don't know about fritillaria, they're a wonderful bulb you plant in the fall, but they smell like a skunk. They stink. Okay? We used to have, we had some planted at the garden centers years ago, and every year they'd come in to blossom, and we'd have to cut them and get rid of them because the customers would start complaining. But anyways, they're a cool plant, but they stink. They stink terrible. But obviously, lilies smell wonderful. They're a great garden plant. Unfortunately, here in the upper northeast, we've had a problem with lily leaf beetle for a long time. So this little orange beetle, it starts feeding on the plants as soon as they show up. Okay, so here's how you take care of lily leaf beetle. Okay, first thing we can do is we can drench the bulbs. Okay, so we can use a bonite tree and shrub systemic if we want. And you can actually drench the soil and the bulbs before they even come up. So if you have this problem and you want to treat next spring because it's too late to do this. Okay, it's too late to do what I'm talking about right now. You can mark your clumps now. Take a nice stick, you know, like a tongue depressor or whatnot, put lilies on it, and stick it in the ground. It's 
going to be there all season long. When you cut your lilies back in the fall, you'll see it and you'll say, ah, I know I have to do this next spring, okay? At the first sign that things are starting to thaw out, we're going to drench those bulbs. And that's how you get lily leaf beetle with a systemic drench, okay? Now, if you have active feeding, we need to go with a spray. Okay. Now you can take the organic approach and you can pick them off, put them in a nice jar of soapy water, and it'll probably kill them. Okay. Discard them off the property. A lot of work, but certainly effective. You know, diligence on that. You've got to just kind of plug away, plug away, pick, 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 pick. Okay. Or you can use something like bare rose and flower. Okay. It's a systemic spray. It will enter into the plant, but it's actually topical. You need to spray the actual insect, but it will give you some residual also. And then last but not least, you can use seven or eight, um, either one. Uh, eight, I really like. It's primerethrin, um, you know, used a lot um, within our industry, barely safe, used for ticks and, and, and uh, mosquito sprays. So eight, is another product I recommend. It's a little less invasive, but I have to spray a few more times. So lily leaf beetle, just a really tough insect. Keep after it. Keep on it. Lilies are a beautiful plant. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk, WLOB. At Costa Maine Organic Products, we've known for a long time that plants love lobster just as much as people do. It's one of the reasons we started composting marine residuals back in 1996. And although we've had great success in getting gardeners and their plants hooked on lobster throughout New England, the Mid-Atlantic, and Midwest, the heart and soul of what we do is here in Maine. Plants love lobster because the calcium and chitin in the lobster shells break down in the composting process and become plant-ready food that help to make your plants strong and healthy. And of course, the plants don't use any butter, so they're even healthier. So support your local retailer and Maine's lobster industry by using Coast of Maine's Quaddy Lobster Compost in your garden. Coast of Maine, a lobster compost company. Approved for organic growers by the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. Visit us at www.coastofmaine.com. When it comes to your garden, there's plenty of wonderful plants that offer understated beauty. But what if you want something that's big, bold, and beautiful? For an instant blast of technicolor delight, Dinnerfly Dahlias are the way to go. Named for their enormous blooms that stretch up to 10 inches across, these dahlias will add dramatic color to your garden, window boxes, and containers. A wide variety of fantastic colors are now available at Estabrooks in Yarmouth, Scarborough, or Kennebunk. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. In a constantly changing world, shouldn't your garden be evolving with it? Endless summer hydrangeas have caused a revolution in the garden, boasting big, beautiful flowers on old and new growth. These aren't your grandmother's hydrangeas. The revolution continues with Bloomstruck, the newest addition to the endless summer collection. Bloomstruck offers striking red-purple stems, dark green leaves, and a bevy of blooms. Find yours now at Estabrooks in Yarmouth, Scarborough, and Kennebunk. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. You may not know it, but most lawn fertilizers actually spread chemicals and pesticides across your entire lawn. Until now, that's been the history of lawn care products. It's also why Espoma has developed an affordable, all-natural lawn program that is safe for kids and pets. The program consists of four organic fertilizers that are specifically formulated to keep your lawn green. Each product lasts two and a half times longer than traditional chemical products, and they won't burn your lawn or leach away. You already know Espoma as a name you can trust. They've been making organic plant foods like Holly Tone and Plant Tone for over 84 years. Imagine a great-looking lawn that you're not afraid to walk barefoot on. It's a whole new day in lawn care. Look for Espoma organic lawn food products wherever quality lawn and garden products are sold. And visit Espoma.com slash videos to learn more about organic lawn care. Espoma, a natural in the garden since 1929.
good Saturday morning. Welcome to the Joy Gardening. I am back. And we were just talking, Debbie and I. We have not had three callers one week. I got two this morning right quick. It was great. I was all excited. So who's the third? Who's the third? Who's the lucky third? Give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. More problems in the garden. (sighs) Well, this isn't really a problem. This is actually good news. We talked about downy mildew on impatience. And, of course, now it's Memorial Day, and we've had customers coming in asking. So downy mildew on impatience last year, we talked and screamed from the top, don't plant impatience, whatever you do. Okay. So we learned a few things. It wasn't as bad a problem last year. Now, could it be this year? Absolutely. So Mother Nature rules all, okay? When we say don't do something, we're cautioning you. And a lot of people planted impatience last year, and we're just fine, okay? That's not to say we won't have a problem this year, okay? So here's what I'm recommending for impatience and planting downy mildew the whole nine yards, I say plant some impatience, okay? Now, when I say impatience, it's those beautiful, old-fashioned impatience, double impatience, all of those, okay? You can plant some. Should we plant the maximum numbers we used to? No. What we learned last year was plant diversity, okay? Plant a bunch of different things, and if the impatience go down because of downy mildew, it won't be the end of the world. You'll still have other big, beautiful plants. So, you know, look at the coleus and the bacopas and the begonias, the New Guinea impatiens, the sun patients, terenia, alyssum, and much, much more. But plant diversity will give us the opportunity, if we do have a problem, at least the whole garden's not wiped out at once. Now, if we do get it, and this is, you know, a question. Last year, we had two confirmed cases that I know of in the state. Two in the whole state. And they were quite late in the season. Now, our weather conditions didn't really dictate problems last year for this particular disease. But if you see signs on your impatience, be vigilant, okay? We want to really be proactive. So here's what we do. If you think you have it, Be proactive. Don't wait for them to all die. At the first sign that they're wilting, they're turning yellow, or even some blackening, remove all of the impatience out of your garden. Take all of them out. Put them in some black trash bags and get them off your property. Send them to the disposal site. Get them off your property. Don't put them in the compost pile. Get them right off. This is a removal and get rid of situation. This is not a, well, I'll just throw them in the compost pile and they'll die off. We don't want to inoculate the rest of the soil around the yard if we don't kill the spore, okay? So the spore typically takes some time to form and then drop to the soil. So this is why I'm saying if you think you have the problem, be proactive. Get rid of the plants, pull them, throw them in the bag, get rid of them. Because it takes some time for it to actually form and then drop to the soil and sit there for the following year. So if you think you might have problems, especially going on later in the summer, say we hit August and September and going forward, remove those plants, okay? Put some mums in, put some fall color in, something else at that point. But be proactive, okay? Do it before, you know, they drop. The other thing is, Some fungicide sprays wouldn't be a bad idea, okay, throughout the season. And the last but not least thing I want to talk about is keeping and limiting stress on your plants. Impatients are notorious for wilting. If we can keep them from wilting, they'll have less stress, okay? Anytime we have less stress on the plant, I think you're going to be much better off. You're not going to have a stress plant, which a disease can come in and attack, So good fertilizer on your impatience, good consistent water, because we always plant them and kind of forget them, okay? And on those hot days, they can really wilt really heavily, and that can stress the plant, and then all of a sudden, the disease will attack also. So stress level, fungicide, come see us about that. We'll talk about which, which really work. And then, of course, limit the numbers you plant. Do them in patches, but add some of the other things in. So I'm going to get off down email do. 
Okay, I hope you try a few impatience, but, you know, we may have problems. I just don't know. Last year, luckily, we didn't. You know, I'd rather err on the side of caution and, you know, be in that situation where, oh, it wasn't as big a problem as we thought, but here we are. So, Memorial, okay? It's Memorial Day weekend. It's the official start. Now, Memorial's a week earlier than normal. If you look at the calendar and the date, it's a little early in May. Mother's Day was early. What does that mean? Plants, there are still plants that are not ready. There's stuff that's going to be ready in June. There's stuff that we're going to be sold out of at this point, that the next crops aren't ready. It's the nature of the beast, folks, okay? We kind of try to manipulate things, but Mother Nature ultimately has the upper hand. And with the cold temperatures, I've talked about this time and time again, some stuff has finished a week late, some stuff's a couple weeks behind, other things are ahead. They're plants. They come with their own schedule. We can do everything we can to heat them, give them the right fertilizer, dictate what they need to do, and then ultimately Mother Nature makes the choice. Looks like Monday's going to be an absolutely fabulous day. I'm looking out the window. It looks like a fabulous day out there right now. So get out early, get to the garden center, and get shopping, okay? And let's talk hanging baskets because this is a big time for hanging baskets. You know, everybody comes in Mother's Day and they pick up a couple baskets for gifts and, and some of those things. But let's talk about, you know, choices on hanging baskets for your home now, okay? Might be a great opportunity. So, you know, in our Scarborough and Kennebunk store, we run into this a lot where customers are there not that often. You know, they maybe they're their summer homes. And it's tough for them to have hanging baskets because they dry out while they're gone. And, you know, they don't have anybody that's around to water them. And it's a tough scenario. And in that situation, it really is hard to keep your hanging baskets happy while you're gone. But if you have that situation where you're going to be gone for a short period of time, a couple things you can do to help mitigate that. Water them really well and move them into shade if possible. If you have a covered porch, move them into shade for a couple days and get them out of the direct sunlight. That might save you, you know, depending on temperatures, okay? The other thing is you also may be able to put a couple inches of water in the tub and throw your hanging baskets in the tub for a couple days while you're gone. Now, you don't want your plants sitting in water typically for a long time, but if you're going to be gone for a day or two and you you know you got these great big beautiful plants it might save you also the best thing is to have somebody come over every day and water them or even twice a day but that's not always physically possible the other thing is choice what type of plant so here's some plants that i recommend a lot of time for hot sun and windy locations because we run into a lot of times along the seacoast here there's a lot of wind issues. So supertunia is a great one. You know, we talked, we'll talk a little bit about that. You know, there's supertunia and then there's um, wave petunias. Totally different supertunias are the way to go. Um, and we'll talk more about supertunia, wave petunia next week, okay? Calibrachoa or superbells are a great, easy plant for those locations also. Now scavola or fanflower. I love this plant. Okay, wilts fairly easily, but rebounds really well. Okay, so scavola or fanflower, check that one out. Geraniums, whether it be zonal geraniums or ivy geraniums or any type of geranium, hold up very well also. Verbena, verbena baskets have come a long way. They really are nice. Fair amount of deadheading to this plant, but they hold up really well. Take a lot of water and fertilizer, but really hold up to that windy condition. So they don't like to dry out. You can keep them on the wet side, but hold up really well in the wind. Okay. And last but not least, portulaca. Portulaca. I just like saying that word. Okay. Succulent type plant. Now I want to caution everybody. These are not ready yet. Okay. They're not ready to our hanging baskets aren't ready yet. They are scheduled for a summer because they like heat. We can't grow them too early. They rot. They don't do well. So we schedule them for in June sometime. They'll be ready. Okay. They're looking really nice. They're starting to bloom. But 
I wanted to kind of bring people to the understanding that baskets don't all have to be purchased early. Some can be brought on later. Now, what you might be able to do when it's cooler, you can buy some of the other types of baskets that do really well, okay, in cooler weather. You know, lobelias and some of these other plants. Use them for a few months, you know, a few weeks, and then take them and plant them in the ground and then buy summer flowering loving baskets, okay? So do two rounds of baskets. I know it's more expense, but it's really the right choice because your early baskets you buy at Mother's Day and Memorial are not going to last all summer long. I don't care if you are the world's best watering professional. It's very tough to sustain a hanging basket all season long. I can't do it at my house. I don't do it at my house. At a certain point in July, I just say, I'm going to cut these back. I'm going to put them in a nice big container or plant them in the ground, and I'm going to move on and put some new baskets out because otherwise you're standing there with a watering can and the hose and all of that all summer long. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. In a constantly changing world, shouldn't your garden be evolving with it? Endless summer hydrangeas have caused a revolution in the garden, boasting big, beautiful flowers on old and new growth. These aren't your grandmother's hydrangeas. The revolution continues with Bloomstruck, the newest addition to the endless summer collection. Bloomstruck offers striking red-purple stems, dark green leaves, and a bevy of blooms. Find yours now at Estabrooks in Yarmouth, Scarborough, and Kennebunk. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. When it comes to your garden, there's plenty of wonderful plants that offer understated beauty. But what if you want something that's big, bold, and beautiful? For an instant blast of Technicolor Delight, Dinnerfly Dahlias are the way to go. Named for their enormous blooms that stretch up to 10 inches across, these dahlias will add dramatic color to your garden, window boxes, and containers. A wide variety of fantastic colors are now available at Estabrooks in Yarmouth, Scarborough, or Kennebunk. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. Regular old mulch leaving your plants wanting more? Casella Organics Nutri-Mulch is a superior mulch for improving any landscape. Made in Maine from aged native bark and earthlife compost, its dark color and rich texture are ideal for perennials, ornamentals, trees, and shrubs. Earthlife Nutri-Mulch is nutrient-stabilized with compost, so the bark doesn't compete with plants for nutrients. Visit CaselaOrganics.com or call 800-4-COMPOST for a source near you. Do you want a picture-perfect lawn this year? It all starts with using the best grass seed available. Bonide makes that happen with DuraTurf grass seed. Bonide is using the best varieties of grass seed available today for their DuraTurf grass seed mixes. When you start using Bonide's full sun, sun and shade, or dense shade grass seed mixes, you'll have a lawn that is self-repairing and naturally disease and insect resistant. Bonide's DuraTurf grass seed is available at your neighborhood lawn and garden retailer. Whether it's pest management, improving your soil, treating diseases, or simply staying ahead of the weeds, gardening can often feel like a lot of work. Finding great local advice that's timely and helpful doesn't have to be. Sign up for the Estabrooks Garden newsletter, and you'll receive gardening tips, in-depth articles, and great deals every week right in your email inbox. It's the perfect way to stay ahead in the garden and save big on your next visit. To learn more and sign up, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks, for the joy of gardening. Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook on Memorial Weekend. Memorial Weekend Saturday. It's time to get up. Let's garden. Have that cup of joe. Get out on the deck. Enjoy the weekend. You know, have some fun, too. Doesn't have to be all work, you know. Remember some folks in your life. Bring your neighbor a nice flowering plant, you know. Just get out and enjoy the weekend. I know the traffic coming into the state has been amazing. I mean, we've been shipping to the other stores, and our delivery guys have just been going, oh, man, there's a lot of campers, a lot of four-wheelers, a lot of things coming up and down the turnpike. Busy, busy weekend for us all. To have a good, good time. So before the break, we were talking about hanging baskets, and I wanted to also bring up shade baskets, okay? 
Uh, now, shade baskets are typically a little bit more on the side of temperamental, you might say. Because they're in a darker spot, uh, they tend to, you know, take a little bit more care. Uh, you know, here's some different thing, different plants that I like for a shadier spot. So lobelia is a great one. I mean, you can't get a better blue than sky blue and dark blue lobelia. They're just stunning, okay? Beautiful plants, like to be moist, good fertilizer. If they dry out, they brown up quite a bit. So you need to be on, on the water train, fuchsia. There's nothing more traditional than fuchsia plants. The hummingbirds love them. They do very well in shade to part sun. And again, a water hog at times, but beautiful. Now with fuchsia, important fact here, okay? When you see seed pods forming on your fuchsia, you have to pick them off. Pick them off so that they will be able to continue to bloom. They'll shut down and stop blooming if those seed pods form. So just pick those off as you see them. Now, begonias. Begonias, beautiful, you know, everything from non-stops to trailing types. We've got a bunch. We've sold a lot at this point, but they're a wonderful staple. Terenia. Now, terenia, or wishbone flower, is another great plant. Now, these are not ready, folks. I'm just bringing it up because it's an option. We also schedule these a little bit later. They do not like cold temperatures, growing in cold temperatures. So we never have this crop ready until June. And everybody comes in at Mother's Day and Memorial, and they're like, why aren't they ready? Because we really want them to be a summer-blooming shade plant, okay? They really do much better later. Now, all of a sudden, in the last week, they've really started to pick up and grow. We finally got some warmer temperatures. They're finally doing better. But we find if you put them out too early, they don't do as well. So it's a more summer crop for us like the portulaca, okay? So we don't necessarily have everything available at the time when you want it, okay? And part of that is growing conditions. We really want some of these things. And, of course, bacopa, okay? That wonderful little white flower. We also have it in purple and blue. Um, it's just wonderful. We have a mixed, great shade plant okay now last but not least last but not least the foliage plants your ferns you know some of your ivy stuff like that maybe you have some inside you've been using all winter you can put those out on the deck nothing like a boston fern out on a, a nice farmer's porch old-fashioned look um you know big green plant not a lot of color but maybe your window boxes add the color maybe your pots on the step do so a lot of different ways you can go ahead and add color to a covered porch, okay? And those nice big, you know, Boston ferns are a really nice addition also. So a lot of options. I can't cover them all. There's many different varieties within all of these different colors. Absolutely, the baskets are looking amazing right now. We've got to wrap up the show, though, okay? Another Saturday, Memorial Weekend. I'll be in Yarmouth all weekend. Okay, stop in and see me. Say hi. I love it when people are listening to the show. See me running around the garden centers. Hey, I listen to the show, you know. So next week, we will not be live. I wanted to make sure everybody understood that I'm going to be in New York at a wonderful family wedding for my sister-in-law. They're getting married. We're going to have a great time, my wife and I. I'm going to be gone for a few days. On the way back, I'm going to be visiting nurseries. Okay, always got to work in some work. I'm going to be buying on the way back. So if you have things you're looking for, contact us this week. If we don't have it, maybe I can bring it back with me. Get out there. Enjoy your garden. Remember someone special in your life. Remember those veterans. Pick up a parade if you can. Enjoy your Saturday. WLOB Portland and WLOBRadio.com.